I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fit the Mission. Last month, San Francisco Mayor London Breed vowed a major crackdown in the Tenderloin. The neighborhood has been the epicenter of the city's drug overdose crisis in recent years, and the mayor took an especially aggressive stance to fix the problem with one controversial tool, policing. And it comes to an end when we take the steps to be more aggressive with law enforcement, more aggressive with the changes in our policies, and less tolerant of all the bullshit that has destroyed our city. Breed declared a state of emergency in the Tenderloin, which allowed the city to remove bureaucratic barriers to open a service center for those seeking treatment and to quickly mobilize resources. The work that we have in place after our assessment will allow us the ability through this emergency declaration to move quickly, to move fast to change the conditions specifically of the Tenderloin community. But a lot of people were concerned with her tone, especially when it comes to criminalizing drug users. And we are going to make people who are dealing drugs, who are using drugs out in the open with no regard for the community, people who are assaulting and spitting on and stabbing and shooting and destroying this community, We are going to make life hell for them. One of those opposed to Breed's aggressive policing stance is the city's district attorney, Chesa Boudin, who's facing a recall. Jailing people who have mental health struggles, putting folks who are vending hot dogs or other food on the streets in cages will not solve these problems. And they are certainly not the only tools available. Chronicle reporter Megan Cassidy spoke with Mayor Breed on Wednesday to check in on how policing has changed in the Tenderloin one month after she issued her tough talk. Megan, it's been a little while. Great to have you back on Fifth Admission. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. So, Megan, before we dive into the latest of Mayor Breed's strategy to fix crime and drug use in the Tenderloin, remind us of the position that she took last month. What was the goal of her Tenderloin emergency initiative? I think that the goal was to really kind of show the community that she understands them. She's fed up to, and also to respond to this really bad reputation that San Francisco has um, in the country, if not the world, that it's a place where crime goes unchecked. There are these uh, flash mob style uh, robberies. People are looting and people are using drugs on the streets and I think that it was her way to say, we are not going to stand for this anymore. And to do so, we are going to deploy every tool at our disposal, including the police. So there was some pushback on using policing as a strategy. Can you clarify a little bit more? You know, what does the recent emergency declaration that she made, does that empower her to deploy more police It does not. Uh, So the emergency declaration is a part of this overall initiative. Uh, The the emergency declaration really so far only deals with the community health side of the broader initiative. And the centerpiece of this is the linkage center. This refers people that are struggling with addiction to housing, treatment, other resources. But in this particular piece that the supervisors have approved, there's nothing in there about beefing up police presence or changing any sort of law enforcement techniques. And there really wasn't any pushback on 
the particular linkage center, but I think you are going to see a different story when it comes to ironing out the details of the pending police plan. Yeah. And speaking of her police plan, you know, when she made a lot of sort of aggressive statements in public last month, I think a lot of people got the impression that suddenly there were going to be a lot of police on the streets of the Tenderloin. We saw something similar in Union Square after all those retail thefts. What has actually happened so far? Really nothing. Um, If you were to take a snapshot of the Tenderloin today versus uh, several months ago, as far as policing is concerned, it's going to look about the same. Arrests are stagnant. There's about an average of 9, 10, 11 a week. That's including um, both before and after the mayor's comments last month. And then also the number of police in in the area are, uh, there there hasn't been any beefed up presence there yet. There are a few reasons for that. One is uh, is Omicron. Uh, It has uh, sidelined at least 130 police officers. Uh, but also, I think that Breed wants she wants to go through uh, an actual process of getting a supplemental budget to get the overtime. More with Megan Cassidy after a quick break. Megan spoke to Mayor Breed on Wednesday about policing in the Tenderloin. Has her tone changed? More after the break. We'll be right back. You can support the newsroom that creates Fifth Emission by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. Megan, you spoke with the mayor on Wednesday. Last month, she said she was going to make life hell for drug users and dealers. What was her tone now? I would say it was a little bit lighter than it was Mm -hmm. uh, last month. You know, she she was still saying that we want to increase police presence, have them deter crime. I didn't see a lot of the hardline rhetoric that we heard last month, but uh, really the upshot was the same. She said that we could still use some of these rarely used ordinances like this controversial uh, ordinance that prevents people from sitting or lying on the street. She said that could be enforced more. But really what she said is she wants to use arrests as a last resort. She wants police to be another tool that helps link people with services, but then she will always circle back. But if they do not take these services, if uh, police can't get them to go to the places or police and other community members can't get them to go to the places that they want, they will be arrested. Did Mayor Breed, in your conversation with her, give any other indication of how policing may be ramped up, not only in the neighborhood, but around the city? Right. There, there are a few plans that she's talked about. One involves getting more, ac- more police access to uh, security camera footage. And the other one is to create these uh, zones where people cannot sell goods. And these are zones where, uh, historically, they have been places that have sold stolen goods. So what they're saying is uh, at this point, at least temporarily, nobody is going to be able to sell anything there. How have Tenderloin community members responded to not seeing an increased police presence in the neighborhood? Yeah, I mean, I think that there's kind of a there's been a mixed response. You know, at the at the very beginning, after the mayor uh, announced this initiative, there was an immediate backlash from criminal justice reform advocates who say this is reminiscent to the failed war on drugs. We can't uh, police, we can't arrest, we can't jail our way out of this problem. Um, we've been doing this for almost a century now. Doesn't work. 
And then other people, one person that I talked to uh, who is a community member in the Tenderloin said that they were hoping the police presence would come faster. We saw how fast they ramped up the police visibility in Union Square following the uh, flash mob style smash and grabs. And they're wondering why that level of urgency isn't here in the Tenderloin. You know, Mayor Breed has in the past taken a progressive stance with policing, trying to also deploy things like emergency street teams to provide services. What do you kind of see as her strategy moving forward with policing? Is she kind of reverting a little bit back with how she uses policing? Or do you see that she's just seeing this as an immediate uh, solution while other Uh, solutions are being put in place? Um, I think that that is up for debate. Uh, What Mayor Breed would say is this is not an about face. This isn't the 180 that the media is making it out to be that you can have police reform and you can still hold people accountable. Obviously, I think a lot of a lot of people uh, would disagree um, saying that this is this is type of rhetoric that we have not heard before from this moderate politician. Mm-hmm. But I think the next thing to look out for is is the supplemental budget that would authorize police overtime, how that's going to pan out, uh, as well as the two ordinances that involve security cameras and the vending zone bans. I think discussions around these items are going to be a lot more controversial than the treatment plans, the linkage center. And I think after that, we'll get a much clearer idea of how or if this rubber is going to meet the road. Well, Megan, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me about this. I'm sure we're going to keep an eye on this for a while. Thanks so much for having me. Megan Cassidy is a crime reporter at The Chronicle. Her story about Mayor Breed's policing approach in the Tenderloin is online now at sfchronicle.com and on The Chronicle app. Thanks to King Kaufman for producing this episode. And thanks to you for listening. <laughs> 